Hey, Christoph. Ask me what I did yesterday. Okay. What did you do? Well, kind of you to ask. I was in my local grocery store and wanted to buy some strawberry jelly. The cheap one. But you know what happened? Uh, I'm sure you're just gonna tell me. Yes, you're right. I stood in front of the shelf with all those lovely jars of jelly and while I originally wanted to take the cheap one, which is always on the lowest shelf, I spotted my favorite brand just now reach away, directly in front of my eyes on the fourth shelf. Now, while we're talking, I'm eating my toast with a more expensive food explosion than I wanted. Ah, so you're a victim of nudging. So true. Talking text. Talking text. Hello to everyone. This is Christoph. Hi, and thank you. And this is Rick. Thanks, Christoph. And we're today's hosts of Talking Texts, the podcast that will help you to understand important texts from your degree program. So, Christoph, what's our topic today? Our today's topic is nudging. Nudging is a behavioral economic method to prompt a certain behavior without appealing to limit the person's freedom of choice. Uh, it's like your story from the shop. Although you intended to buy something else, you were persuaded to buy the product that suits the shopkeeper better. In other words, you have been nudged. Well, this topic is fundamental for the course um, Verhaltensökonomik und Nudging, presented by Dr. Remy Meyer-Rigo. <laughs> The concept of nudging was shaped by Cass Sunstein and Richard Soller. They also published a book named uh, Nudge, Improving Decisions About Health, Wealth and Happiness, which this podcast episode is based on. Yes, so let us talk about the application of nudging in our surroundings and who is using this for the benefits. Oh, there's a wide range. Nudging is used by governments as well as in small companies. It can be used as a policy tool and in marketing. An example most of us are familiar with is um, how the individual food items for sale are uh, arranged to catch the eye or make them more or less appealing. Um, in our cafeteria on the campus, we are offered several meals and desserts to take this with us on our daily meal. <clears throat> The way the food is displayed, or where and how to access, uh, or salad bar have a crucial effect on our choice and can result in a small nudge, which might lead to a certain desired, more healthy choice of food without taking the freedom of the individual away. So in real life, um, if I enter the cafeteria and want to grab my daily lunch, uh, a big salad bar uh, is positioned in the middle of the room, Uh, and will get my attention. So uh, this will make it much more likely that I will grab a healthy salad instead of taking a chocolate bar from the side shelves at the cash register. So for me personally, that doesn't quite apply, but the statistics are telling us something else. Well, that's one way to look at it. As stated before, Uh, governments are quite familiar with the results of this concept and are not afraid of nudging us into certain bit directions. Small leaflets and billboards with information such as those about HIV are quite known to inform the public about preventation methods without introducing any restrictions. Um, and also a good example would be the tobacco tax. By writing this tax, everyone is free to smoke, 
but in fact it becomes unaffordable at some point uh, to smoke and that's why people stop smoking and that is exactly the goal of the state because it wants its citizens uh, to live as healthy as possible another example which i'm currently affected by um the playstation 5 for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, the PlayStation 5 is the newest video game console from Sony, which gets released every five to ten, uh, five to seven years. So, since the dawn of this industry, um, the reselling of game discs has always been a weak point in the marketing strategy of Sony. So, what they did this year was the release of the new PlayStation. Was something quite interesting. Sony offered two different versions of their console. One was a Blu-ray disc drive for 499 euros and one was out for 399. This is a small nudge to drive the consumer away from those long-lasting problems and towards the restricted use of their own online distribution platform. Yes, I I, I think uh, the PlayStation 5 was published last year, but uh, you notice that nudging can affect us all on a daily basis. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, then let us talk about organ donation, uh, the next step, and how nudging affects its use and application in several states. Like I just mentioned, we now try to illustrate the principle of nudging using the example of organ donation. An organ donation in general means a transplantation of healthy organs to a person whose organ is not healthy. Um, and in the book, they are named three different systems, um, and Rick will tell us about the first system. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for your uh, introduction. Um, we're talking about the opt-in system here. The opt-in system is about being active and saying, yes, I want to donor. I want to be an organ donor. And, well... As you might have guessed, we got the system here in Germany right now. You have to say actively you want to donate. You want to be an organ donor. And then you get this nice fancy organ don donor card. And, well, that's how it works. <laughs> in May 2018, a survey by the um, Bundeszentrale für Gesundheitliche Aufklärung, 36, uh, 36% of the population they have asked, um, said that they do have such an organ donor card. Which, well, what's kind of a bit more like a third of the people, right? And Christoph, now we'll talk about the opt-out system. Yes, the opt-out system. Um, the opt-out system is a system like in Austria. Um, there you are a donor by default and you have to disagree to stop being one. Um, and as a result of that, about 99% of people in Austria were organ donors in 2009. I think that's a very, a very uh, high percentage um, and a nice result. And uh, Rick, now it's your stage to tell about the last of the three systems. Well, yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. It's, it's a huge success, I guess. I mean, it, it's such a high percentage. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, um, Sunstein and Soller uh, are talking generally about three systems. So the last one they um, describe here is the routine extraction. And this is, well, it's different. It's not applied in any country so far. 
and won't, I guess, uh, at least not nothing that we know something about. Um, and is, well, the principle about this routine extraction thing is that the state can have uh, the last permission if you want to be a donor or not. So the state decides if you donate or not. Everything that's uh, about your body is governed by the state, and the state decides uh, decides if you ha get harvested, if organs get transplanted from your body into someone else's, and your family, your relatives can't say have a word with it. So, Christoph, mm. yeah, uh, <laughs> important to know or good to know um, for you as our listeners is that usually the donors are brain dead in all those three systems. Um, organ donations from healthy people are very rare. Um, yes, so in, in the, most, uh, the most times they are brain dead. Well, additional to that, um, while opting in and opt out systems are quite common around Europe and generally the world, um, there's one really key thing that uh, needs to be said, especially towards nudging. Um, it's called one-click system, which means generally that opting in or opting out need to, uh, well, be doable by a one-click. So it must be really easy to access uh, and say, hey, I want to be a donor or, hey, I do not want to be a donor. It really has to be really, really, really easy, else it will be considered as a, a huge nudge towards some direction and would take away the freedom, which is a key point of nudging. So... Um, let's change topics here. Uh, mm -hmm. So, what do you think about organ donation? And um, are you a donor? Yes. Um, actually, I am an organ donor since, uh, I think, four weeks or less. Ah, something like that. Um, and I had a blank donor card for over a year in my pocket. Um... And so I would say now uh, the opt-out system would suit better for me uh, personally because I had no moral concerns uh, about organ donation. Um, I think I just was too lazy to fill in my data on the card and uh, that, uh, that was uh, about one minute to fill in. Um, but because that, I think the opt-out system would suit better for me in uh, in the theme organ donation. Um, yes, what about you? Are you a donor? <laughs> well, um, no, I'm not. And no. I, I think I might become one after this whole mm -hmm. process of this podcast. And, well, it got me thinking. Um, but I think I've got this normal concern that everyone has about donation in general. That, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, some people are afraid that those organs of them um, 
uh, are getting transplanted too uh, too early, so they will they're gonna get claimed dead while they're ah, still alive. Okay. So, some things like that, you know. I mean, okay. obviously irrational sometimes, but uh, something that a lot of people, I think at least, have some concerns like that. But I would say on my side, it's more like you said, uh, it's laziness. It's it's basically laziness. If you uh, uh. Uh, throw a card in front of me right now and give me those two forms to sign and I would definitely do it, I guess. <laughs> definitely uh-huh. do it, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I think I will become one sooner or later. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we need to be more socialized in this, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, op- opt-out system would be better for me. O- it would be better for me, obviously. That's what I want to mm-hmm. say. So, but changing again topics. Yeah, um, what do you think about nudging in general, Christoph? Oh, in in general, um, mm. I think nudging is, of course, a clever thing. Um, and for small companies, or um, we 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 had the example with the cafeteria uh, and the salad bar in the cafeteria on our campus. Uh, there, it's absolutely okay uh, to nudge the people, but I think it could be dangerous um, if governments um, or very big companies uh, do this 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 type of nudging. In um, yes, I I have not concrete um, example, um, but I think it could be dangerous. Uh, if governments uh, nudge too much, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, um, okay. Uh, first of all, I support your um, view. Uh, it can be quite dangerous, mm-hmm. and it, especially when governments use those things um, against us, or more like they are nudging us too hard in some direction, yeah. which kind of takes the nudge away. Um, yes, but in general, and, and, I, and it can, could be take your your freedom. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is such an important part of nudging uh, that you have this freedom. If you do not have this freedom, it's not nudging, I guess. Mm-hmm. But obviously, freedom can be described differently <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but in general, I like nudging. I like it a lot, and um, I think it it helps a lot in certain ways. Um, for example, um, this Nucci score that is uh, now um, distributed by uh, Reva. Uh, on all the products now for a week or so. Mm. That's, this is a good notch, I guess. It's showing you how healthy, quote-unquote healthy, I don't know, we can debate about the Nutri-Score, but it shows you how healthy the product is. And something like this is quite, quite useful for the normal customer. And if it comes to things like my, my PlayStation thing, that I want to buy a PlayStation with the drive so I mm. can use the discs, I think um, this is a notch where... Sony is taking too far because they definitely want to um, nudge us in this other direction of this console without a hard drive. Yes, of so, course. Yeah, so they can uh, make more money out of it. Yeah. It, it should look good, but it definitely does not if you think about it. Yeah. So yeah, we should really be skeptical about nudging. But okay. it can be quite well. Yes, uh, then I think that was a good last word to our discussion, right? Yeah, I think so too. That's nice.
This was Christoph. And Rick. And we hope there was some useful information in this episode for you. And you tune in the next time. It's called... Talking Text. <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. Goodbye. Talking, Talking Text. text. In this episode, we talked about a course which is taught by one of the professors at the Hochschule Bonn-Rhein-Sieg, University of Applied Sciences. This course bears the title Verhaltensökonomik. The English translation for this term is Behavioral Economics. Later, we mention the Bundeszentrale für Gesundheitliche Aufklärung. This is a German institute that informs about all health-related matters inside Germany. The translation here is Federal Center for Health and Education. We also talked about Rewe. Rewe is the name of a supermarket chain in Germany.